Great, thank you so much, Anna. Um, well, good morning. It is, uh, it's a real privilege to, to speak today as we continue this series of, of scattered servants, um, and we're going to jump straight into God's Word. I'm really excited uh, about the message that I feel God has, has given me. It's potentially going to be a, a challenging message for some of us. Uh, already I can sort of feel the, the shoulders are a bit like, okay uncomfortable start. What we're going to do is we're going to jump straight into God's Word. So if you have a Bible maybe on your phone or near you, there's some blue Bibles on the side. If you're using those blue Bibles, it's page 1001. And we are going to the book of Matthew, chapter 28. The book of Matthew, the first book of the Gospels, the New Testament, Matthew 28. And we're going to start at verse 18. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples for the last time in the book of Matthew. And it's a uncomfortable and it's a challenging invitation. So Matthew 28 verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go, let's all say go. Nice. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In this passage, Jesus is saying to each and every one of us, go. And that is the heart of this series that we're looking at over the next few weeks. Uh, Anna kicked us off last week uh, looking at our identity as scattered, sent servants. That we are given immeasurably more love, immeasurably more life, power and authority. That is our, our given identity in Jesus to see immeasurably more happen in us and through us and around us. And so today we're going to take it a, a step further. So um, this summer, uh, for a bit of light reading whilst on holiday, uh, EJ, our youth pastor here at St. John's, had this book on her desk. And I was like, oh, I need a book for my holiday. And this looks like quite a nice cover. Uh, so I took it. And so I was in Malta. I was sat on a sun lounger enjoying the 30 degree heat. And I read possibly one of the most challenging and uncomfortable books that you should never read on holiday. It wasn't necessarily relaxing. But for me, this, this is at the heart of this series that we're looking at over these next few weeks of how do we become a scattered servant, a sent servant of God. Not that we just gather here on a Sunday morning to celebrate all that God's doing. And God is doing amazing, wonderful, powerful things in this place. We were just praying about it. Try church uh, the last few Sunday evenings. We had this dream and as a vision, a few of us as part of the staff team, that we wanted to invite people to come and gather in church for maybe the first time in their lives. Uh, it's, it's amazing to see what God is growing and doing in that place. We've seen people come to know Jesus for the first time. We've seen healing. We've seen miracles. We've seen those pray for the first time. God is moving in this place. But today's message is a challenging one and an uncomfortable one because today's message is God works beyond the walls. God works beyond the walls. And he is inviting us in this passage. He is saying to us, go. He's saying to each of us, go. 
And already I can feel in my own heart this sense of like, but I don't want to, God, because it's, it's scary. And it's uncomfortable and I'm going to look weird. We already might feel the walls that we've placed around us. Maybe walls of disappointment. I've tried this before. I've tried sharing my faith with my friends. I've tried inviting people to Alpha and it hasn't happened. I'm disappointed. For some of us, it might be doubt. But actually, really, is God going to work beyond these walls? Is he really going to show up in my office or in my workplace or in my school or my university? Is he really who he says he is? Well, probably for most of us, it's a feeling of dread. Do I really want to step out and share who Jesus is to me? Am I going to look strange? Am I going to look weird? Am I going to look like a fool? I wonder for you, what are those walls that are stopping you from going? And so for the rest of our time this morning, um, I just want to share a couple of, I think, simple yet challenging thoughts and a few stories to to bring this to life and really to, to try and encourage us and inspire us to be unleashed from the walls of the church. Because God is doing amazing things here inside But he's calling us to also go to see miracles, to see healings in the places that we have impact and influence. Jesus is saying, go. So the first point is we are sent with a story. We are sent with the story of Jesus. He has come to reveal the heart and nature of God. It says in the book of Colossians, if you want to know what God looks like, look at Jesus. What Jesus says, what he does, what he teaches, it shows us the heart of God. And so we go into our workplaces, we go to be sent, scattered servants with a story of hope, with a story of life, with a story of truth, with a story of transformation. Jesus is the real deal. He's true. And he's moving in and amongst us. And for me, this personally came to, um, came to life when I was 19. Um, I didn't believe in Jesus growing up. Uh, if anything, I was probably as far away from Jesus as you could be. Uh, and at that time, I was um, working in a sports center as a lifeguard. And this isn't like one of those exciting lifeguards uh, that like storms down the beach like David Hasselhoff, sort of slow motion. This is the like, you sit on a chair for an hour watching... I mean this nicely, old ladies swim up and down and they'll sort of slowly plod. It takes half an hour to do a length and they'll stop on the sides and they'll look up at the chair and they'll, they'll wave and giggle and then they'll slowly make their way back. And I'm like, oh, this is so slow. Surely there's more to life than this. And it reached the point where at 19, uh, there, was, there was a gap. There was a hole missing. I didn't have purpose. I felt a sense of kind of, uh, of emptiness, of loss. And a friend of mine said, come and hear the story of Jesus. I was invited to a Christian festival called Soul Survivor with about 10,000 young people. And there I heard the great story about Jesus. And I started to ask the question of, Really? Is this Jesus, one, is he real, but is he who he says he is? And in that moment, I had this this encounter with the Holy Spirit, this moment, this kind of impact moment where I said yes to Jesus, where he came and flooded my life with his love, this sense of belonging, and I said yes to Jesus for the first time. But then it gets uncomfortable because a few days later, I'm back on the lifeguard chair watching Doris swim up and down the pool 
And suddenly there's this moment of, this is a story that I need to share. We are sent with a story, the story of, of who Jesus is, but also the story of what he's doing in our lives. And so for me, I had to share it. And for me, it was quite weird and quite uncomfortable. So as um, one of the privileges of being a, being a lifeguard at a local pool, there was only one of us sat on a chair at a time. We had a radio that, um, that communicated directly to the reception. The bad part of being a lifeguard, particularly for me, was the 6 a.m. starts and the early mornings. And so there would be me on the lifeguard chair and then someone sat on the reception. And so I started to use it as an opportunity, sent with a story. And so I'd radio through. So let's say, for example, Elliot was on reception. And I'd be like, shh, Elliot, have you heard what happened to me this summer? And he'd be like, oh, Lewis, not again. Shh, Elliot, I had this amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit. Shh, Elliot's like, what on earth is the Holy Spirit? And so I'm there like, Elliot, God loves you. Weird and uncomfortable. But something in me was struck that this is a story that needs to be told. We are sent, each of us, with a story that makes a difference. Similarly, um, at that point when I became a Christian, I was living um, on my, well, I was basically crashing on my nan's sofa. Um, I'd moved back to, to the town and I'd said to her, nan, I'm, I'm going to get myself a job. I'll be with you for about a month and then I'll rent a room and I'll sort myself out. I was there for three years. Bless her. This is all the nans in the place. You know how that feels. Um, and uh, she, she wasn't a Christian and I became a Christian whilst I was living there. And uh, I got back from this festival and I, I wanted to know more about God. Um, so I started reading the Bible and taking like pages and pages of notes. And I started listening to all these kind of like slightly weird acoustic guitar Christian songs by Tim Hughes. And I was like going for it. Um, and I remember after a couple of months, um, my, my nan came up to me and she went, Lewis, I'm, I'm really worried that you've joined a cult. <laughs> and she'd started to see these kind of changes in like my attitudes towards stuff and my behavior. And I just kept saying to her, nan, I've, I've met with Jesus. I've got a story to tell. Jesus has changed my heart. He's changed my life. He loves me. And Nan, I really believe he loves you. And I kept sharing the story with her and kept sharing the story. And I ended up trying to invite her onto an alpha course for about two years. And after two years, she finally went, right, I want to know what this is all about because I've seen something in you. So she came. And that alpha course, she said yes to Jesus for the first time. And what I love, it's so good, isn't it? God is on the move. But he's on the move outside the church when we share our story, when we share God's story. And what I love is my beautiful nan has become this power prophetess. She'll ring me every now and then. And she'll be like, Lewis, I was praying for you this morning. I really feel like God was saying this about your life. And I'm like, nan, how do you know that? It's amazing. And I'll be like, nan, I'm really worried that you've joined a cult. And she's like, oh, shut up. But she now has, she now has a story to share. God has changed our life. We have all been given a story to share. And it may feel uncomfortable. It may feel challenging. But God is saying to us to go in this passage, go, go and share the story that I'm sending you with. Don't be afraid to share what God is doing in this place, what he's doing in your life. We are sent with a story. And what I love in this passage is then we are also sent with the Spirit. We do not do this on our own. We're not alone in this uncomfortable stepping out and going. We are sent with our story, but we are sent with the Spirit. We can have relationship with a God that makes the difference. 
we can have a relationship where we hear the voice of God speak to us about the people around us. That we can literally step into our offices and in the morning we can say, God, what do you want to speak to this person about today? So to share a story of maybe what this looks like, because already there's a sense of like, what, what would that look like in my workplace? There was this one time I'd um, gone to this, uh, this conference um, in about March, this is a few years ago, and um, it was all about hearing the voice of God and about healing. Uh, and I was still quite a new Christian at this point, and so I was sort of stood at the back of this conference, and I was sort of thinking, God, how do I, how do I be, how am I sent with your spirit? How do I hear your, hear your voice? I kind of expected it to be this kind of booming, audible Lewis, pray for that person. It's it's a bit strange. And I was at the back of this church, and I'd arrived really late because I was really poor at timekeeping. A bit of vulnerability there for you. And uh, and so I was at the back of this kind of this warehouse for this conference, and um, and people were being prayed for, asking for for God to speak to them, asking for healing around them. And I just remember sort of saying in my head, God, if if you speak to me, I don't even know if you do say something. What what do you want to do? I want to be sent with your spirit. And I just felt this, this kind of internal nudge. It was more of a thought than a kind of booming voice. And it was just simple of turn around. And I was like, well, I'm at the back of church. Like, turn around. So I kind of was like, right. So I turned around. And in the corner of this warehouse in the shadows was this lady, maybe in her like mid-50s. And she was just in the corner and she was crying. So when you feel like God has maybe whispered to you to turn around and you see a lady crying, you're like oh no, it's one of those moments where God might actually be asking me to do something and now I feel disappointment that this has happened before and it's not worked or, or doubt that, oh God, this is going to be weird or dread that this, I'm just going to look weird approaching a, a kind of lady in the church to be like, hello. <laughs> dread, it comes, doesn't it? We all get that feeling. And so I kind of like, I went, no, it's not for me, God. It's like, thanks for talking to me, but it's not. And, and God was just whispering, come on, I'm sending you with my spirit. You're not on your own. So I got up, I walked up to her and I said, I can't help but notice you're crying. Is there anything that I can pray for? And she said, I've got this really bad shoulder and it's been hurting for the last few months. And it just, I can't lift it any higher than this. And it's really sore. So we, we prayed, I put my hand on her shoulder. Uh, They've been teaching us at this, this conference. I put my hand on her shoulder and I said, um, God, you heal people, um, heal this lady's shoulder, something like that. Amen. Um, and they said that you need to test it. So I said, okay, it, it, has it got better? Um, and she kind of raised her shoulder. She's like, no, it's still really painful. I was like, right, okay. So we put my hand on her shoulder. We prayed again. Uh, God, heal this lady's shoulder. Amen. And we tested it and she tried to lift it and she's still in lots of pain. And I was like, right, if Jesus got three attempts in the Bible, I also get three attempts. So I put my hand on her shoulder. But this time, as I shut my eyes, I asked God to reveal something, that we are sent with his spirit, reveal something about this lady's situation that will bring life and hope and truth. And as I shut my eyes, and St. John's, please, no judgment in this place around the concerns of my mental health. The immediate thought, the immediate image in my head was of a Christmas tree, but instead of being wrapped in tinsel, it was wrapped in chains. And this conference was in March, so nowhere near Christmas. And I'm starting to think like, oh, maybe it's me that needs healing. Like, what's going on? So I've, I've kind of like got my hand on the shoulder, and all I can see is this Christmas tree wrapped in chains. I'm like, oh, that's so random. Maybe, God, that's you. Maybe. So I opened my eyes, and I tentatively looked at this lady, and I said, this is going to sound so weird. 
but I just have this picture of a Christmas tree wrapped in chains. Does that make any sense to you? Waiting for her to either laugh or push me away and sending me to the doctor, I'm not sure. And as I said this picture, as I shared this word that God had revealed through his spirit, she just burst into tears. She just wept. And after she dried up a little bit, she said, three months ago, last Christmas, I had my brother around on Christmas Day and we had this huge argument and I said things that I should not have said and he stormed out and I haven't spoken to him since and I just have felt awful since. I was like, wow, God, you are speaking and you're sending us to bring hope and truth and life. We prayed together. She, uh, she forgave her brother. She asked God for forgiveness of the things that she had said. And she felt that God had really released her into a new freedom from that situation. And then I looked at her and I said, oh, by the way, how's your shoulder? And she was like, oh, yeah, it's totally better. It's amazing. God is working. God is powerful. He is moving and he wants to use us. We are sent with a story, but we also are sent with the spirit, the God that can reveal the situations of the people around us. When we walk into our schools, universities, workplaces, our offices, it's not boxed up. He's a God of relationship. He's a God of everything that we are. So we could have our church box where we come and we sit on these lovely comfortable chairs and we raise our hands together and we praise God and we worship him and and we might even every now and then have moments to pray for each other and ask for God to heal people. And then on the other side, there's our kind of, I don't know, like the rest of our life box of Monday to Saturday, our workplaces, our friendships, our family situations. And, and that's a kind of box of like, well, if you could kind of occasionally do stuff in this box, God, that'd be great. Because then I can take that back to church and I can reveal, you know, say things to my friends of, oh, God's sort of doing this stuff. They should be married together. That actually God is wanting to break out of the walls that he's wanting to come and speak into the situations here on a Sunday morning to release us and unleash us into the everyday Saturday all the way through the week. Every day, everywhere for God. So what do we do with that? My final encouragement is already, as I said, we can be filled when we are invited to go. We can feel disappointment, we can feel doubts, and we can feel dread that stops us from, from going. And my encouragement is, is that when we step out, we are not being invited or called to be super spiritual. We're being called to be simply available. Already it can feel slightly daunting with the idea of maybe going into your office tomorrow and sharing what you've been doing at church on a Sunday or sharing your story of how Jesus is impacting your life. We might have this this kind of image or this thought in our head that we have to walk into our office and we have to lay hands on the people's face and say, demon come out or something like that. I don't know. I don't even know what that looks like. But the reality is, is that we are not called to be super spiritual. We're called to be simply available, that we are sent with a story, that we are sent with the spirit and we are asked, go, go and be yourself, go and share your story, go in my hand. The Archbishop Justin Welby says, our task as the church isn't to convert people, only God can do that, but to allow God to use us in his constant desire to make Christ known to the world. Not just here on a Sunday morning, but every day, everywhere, God is inviting us to take our story and to 
link arms with the Holy Spirit, that we would see lives transformed, that we would see cultures, work cultures changed, that we would see people come to know Jesus. We are all invited to go, to come and play, and to be simply available. Amen.